This is the WMSC interview of Ramming Speed by Nick Perkel. Now, who am I interviewing today? My name's Jonah. And what do you do? I play drums. And what are you doing? What's your name? My name's Pete, and I sing. Cool. Now, what do you think were some important things that helped you make the bridge from the DIY band that you used to be to being on Prosthetic Records today? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think I don't think there was any like switch between you know. I mean, we're we're still doing most of the work ourselves. We're lucky now we have a team of people helping out with shit, you know. Um, but I mean, we were a DIY band because it seemed like the right thing to do. Like booking our own shows just makes sense, and playing basements is more fun than playing bars. You know what I mean? So that was just like it was just natural for us and. You know, at this point, we're still playing basements here and there, and we're still doing booking a lot of shows ourselves. It's just like I said, now we have like this awesome team of people in LA in this office that are like brainstorming on how to like get more kids to check out the record. Yeah, so it's it's, it's cool. It's uh, it, I think it's 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 just kind of one of those things where it was like a natural progression. We like we worked up to a point, and then someone was kind of you know like interested in helping us put out music but we can still continue to like do the work that we had been doing. It's been five years since your last full-length album. What songs on the album were you working on for the longest amount of time? Ooh. Uh, Midbanger, is that actually called? Uh, yeah, is that it or was it Hollow Giants? No, uh, uh, Thrasher. Yeah, is that Ministry of Truth? Ministry of Truth, I think we worked on that one for a long time. No, or uh, Ashes, that, we wrote that one years ago. That was actually, I think, one of the first songs that we had after ADNS with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of songs we were working on for years, and then a couple of them came together a couple months for recording, you know? Okay, now, throughout these last couple of years, about how many different changes and evolutions did most of the songs go through with the intros, outros, solos, etc.? Probably countless. I mean, almost... No, there isn't a single song on the record that we just wrote and agreed on and played. You know, all of them we just argue over for hours. <laughs> and it's gotten better. We've gotten better at learning each other, but yeah, they all just get worked on. I mean, some of them will write a song and then we'll tour on it for six months and then decide to throw in half the song. Because it still like, doesn't feel right or whatever it is. But I mean, you kind of like you bring a skeleton to the group and then the group rips out all the bones and then you got to put bones back and then that then you got to put flesh and skin and all that shit. you know you got to like you, you bring something raw and then whatever people don't like or like you kind of work on it and you hammer it out and so sometimes yeah it can you can like go months like without an ending say like yeah. the one that we just came up with today yeah it's like one of those like we've been playing it for a long time but you just get to a point and then you're like okay we don't have any more you stop <laughs> what is this uh, you were working on today uh, we we had we had a quick band practice before we got here, and we're just, we're already working real hard, or not hard enough. We're already working on our next record, and we have like maybe five songs done so far. So one of them we've been playing for months now, and just it it found an ending this afternoon. Thank God. Yeah, that's cool. Can you talk about it in any depth or? Uh, to me, it sounds like Molly Crew getting beat up by a real metal band in a good way. <laughs> And now that song is an ending. So here you go. Awesome. Now, with your song, Hollow Giants, it's the longest song on the album. 
it has a deep and sorrowful feel to it, I feel. Can you explain the story of how this song came to fruition and what the lyrics were about? Uh, I think that was like, that was Cal's baby. He, uh, he had the idea and he kind of, he, he, you know, he, first like, he showed, like, oh, I got this like slow riff kind of thing. And he plays it and then we're kind of like, okay, cool. And then like, it could be like two months later, he's like, oh yeah, I got this other part. <laughs> so like, we heard it over time, like he built it up and like, I don't know, I think he was watching a lot of spaghetti westerns. <laughs> oh, Sergio Leone? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, that's why he had the idea of like something slow and like kind of single notey. Yeah. But, uh, and I think you don't you can't hold me to that. <laughs> okay. But uh No, it was cool. No, we we hadn't done anything that I think slow as a song. Yeah, not really. So it was cool. It was it was, it was interesting. Cretans and Cowards is the shortest song on your new album. What were some of the difficulties in editing it from an idea in your head to when you hit the recording studio? I mean, for the, the short stuff, short stuff's the easiest I think stuff. it just comes naturally. Or like we're, we, we got the format down, or not format, but I don't know, like it just, like I like wrote that song, and it's not a conscious decision, that's what I'm trying to say. Like length doesn't necessarily, like it's not like, oh well, I'm gonna write a short song, I'll write it in a minute 30. I kind of just write a bunch of riffs. You figure, especially for the fast ones, you take that song and you half it and it's time, you're probably playing almost a three minute long song. <laughs> we just tend to play it very fast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like all this little, you know, bit shit in there. No. Can I curse? Is the radio? Um, yeah, sure. Fuck it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've read that Anthems of Despair is one of your favorite tracks to play from your new album. Do you have any special memories of it being performed live that are worth looking back on? Honestly, we haven't really done that many tours with that song yet, so I, I'm still waiting. Maybe tonight will be the night. I want some memories. Maybe people can help me out on this one. I want stage diving. I want to see people ripping off each other's skin and then wrapping it and wearing skin cloaks and stage diving with skin cloaks on. I mean, you know, the last couple tours have been good, but could use a little bit more skin cloakery, more blood. When I say screaming till my th or screaming till our throats bleed, it's not meant to be a metaphor. I want everyone on stage, and I want them to see. I want some blood. Yeah, spewing. That song. That sounds, that sounds fun to play. No, it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 just fucking. It's, the song's just. It's great. It's fun to play. Like you want to. You just want to. You know, scream. Yeah. No, no. It's got harmonies. Headbang. Anything you want to add to that? Or is that your final word? It's the final word. Okay, final now. Word. <laughs> with the new songs that are, you are getting ready for, for your next album, will most of them be like newer songs you've created in the last couple of months? Or are the, some of them from the same writing period as Doomed to Destroy, Destined to Die, where it's like they're pretty much some of them. all newer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all for the last six months, probably. Dang, 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 dang. Yeah. It was the first one, and I think that was like. That was written after we had recorded. Yeah, they're all, they're all newer. It's not like we didn't have anything left over from the last record. We, okay. We wrote enough songs, we played them until we loved them, and then we recorded them. There's nothing, nothing left over, you know. Okay. Now, your new album, Doomed to Destroy, Destined to Die, has been out for a few months now. Can you explain what a typical promotional cycle is like for a band with a new album? I think for bigger bands, it's like more of a rigid structure for a band like us it's just tour your dick off and when someone wants to talk to you you talk to them <laughs> not you know 
we're just going to keep touring and keep doing interviews and hanging out until it's time to record the next one. I think a lot of bands. I think they have, we haven't been able to figure out what typical is. Yeah, I don't know what typical is. Yeah. But I think bigger bands, like, you know, if you're like Megadeth or something, you put out a record every six years or five years, you know, yeah, you have a cycle, you have, you have a manager that tells you what to do every day for six months, and then you get to go home and play with your kid and your dog for the next five years and jerk off in your swimming pool or whatever. You know, we don't have that luxury. We have to record records. I mean, you don't have to. We can do whatever we want, but we chose to be in a band that is trying hard to hit it hard, and so we're. It's like, all right, we're going to put out a record every year or so. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going to tour as much as we can between each record and do interviews and, you know, do all the internet stuff. Now, when does the uh, idea of, like, going uh, on a tour internationally come into play with the promotional, promotional cycle? I mean, again, I think with a real, with like a real band, I'm sure that's, they have, like, oh, four months in is the best time to hit Germany. But Spain needs another two months or something. Like with a band like us, it's like, all right, when does someone want to have us play there, and yeah, when yeah, can we yeah. afford plane tickets? Yeah, it's more real life kind of stuff. You know? Oh, good. Nate Newton Thanks, from Doom Riders offered up some guest vocals on your new album. Can you please speak about the tracks he appeared on and how the dynamic of the songs were affected? Sure. Uh, that was that's Hollow Giants, right? Yeah, it was just uh, Hollow Giants was the only one that he uh, he he lent his lent his vocals. Uh, and it was cool. I, Jonah had like known him for a long time, and he asked him if he wanted to like come uh, come down and hang. So he came down one day, and the that like Queen singing part, the real throaty one, towards the end, toward the end, that's the one that Nate does. And uh, I kind of always had that part in my head. That's kind of how I, was, I, I thought it could sound. And uh, his like vocal styling just was like perfect for it. So yeah, we just I'd, I'd been listening kinda... to, like the Doom Riders records a lot, and it was like you know he is like a really good uh, he's a good like new school Danzig kind of whale moan kind of thing you know like whoa, whoa you know that whole thing and uh, I can't do it obviously but uh, <laughs> yeah I was like hey man would you like, he lives not far from the studio so I was like would you be weirded out about swinging through and trying out some some lyrics and lines and he was just like yeah sure tell me what time to be there yeah he was like super chill real relaxed he wildly pro i mean he showed up listened to the part once or twice learned the lyrics and just did it like 15 minutes maybe so, seeing the harmony like on point so yeah he like harmonized cool. he was with like, himself all right here's the one line okay all right here's the harmony <laughs> oh cool it's yeah, i think it would have been cool to explore like more of that kind of stuff but like Again, we were kind of we were kind of rushed the studio a little bit, and we were stressed out about getting it all done. So it was like it was cool we had time to fit him in there. Um, but seeing how good he was at it, I was like, oh, I wish we had more stuff for you to try out, or you know, more like guest guest spots. But you know, for a first record in a real studio like that, I think it was awesome to have one dude swing by and lay something down like that. How many years do you guys go back with Nate Newton? Uh, I mean, we're not like best friends or nothing. He's like a good acquaintance just from yeah. the Boston music scene. Like, I, I booked a Doom Rider show, I want to say maybe six years ago, seven, I don't know, a while ago. And uh, I just knew him just from, yeah, just from booking shows and music. And he's always just been a really, just a nice dude. You know? now, what type of advice would you have for bands who like to drink at shows? Is it possible to bring your own booze in to save money on tour? Amen. Asher's wear denim vests. Wear a vest. <laughs> okay, here's advice. Don't uh, don't drink too much before you play. Drink too much after you play. Definitely. Um, if you're the kind of guy that gets weird and violent when you drink, stop drinking. 
you're gonna ruin your band for everyone. Um, if you're the kind of guy that's like really fun when you're drunk, then drink all the booze. But you know, you want to drive the van every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Right? Designated DD. Oh yeah, have a DD. That's have real talk. Don't drive drunk. That's fucking retarded. That's draws, gonna kill your draws, band. Draws straws. It's easy. It's not that hard. And then uh, yeah, denim vest. Dollar nips. Dollar nips. A lot of pockets. Flash. Just fucking do the you know do put them together, man. I can't say you know. I mean. <laughs> like, hypothetically, if I needed to sneak booze into the venue tonight, hypothetically, I'd probably do it in, like, a purple Gatorade bottle, in theory, with okay. cheap vodka in it, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> anyway. On nationwide and international tours, what kind of provisions should bands bring for themselves in terms of water, alcohol, and food? We're a good band to have. We have, we have provisions. Personal provisions, each of us. I mean, we go to the supermarket like hopefully once a week, and like you know, peanut butter and sriracha on tortilla is killer. Lots of beans, just cold beans on a tortilla. You sprinkle a cheese on there, a lot of hot sauce. You go to the gas station or the supermarket. You can get the the string cheese for 50 cents, or maybe like 30 cents at the supermarket. And you get a can of refried beans, put that on tortilla, get some string cheese, get some chips, maybe some Doritos, but, crumble I mean, them up. The bottom line is, <laughs> don't it. waste your fucking money. Don't eat at TGI Fridays. You know, like, I think a lot of bands are, like, complaining about being broke all the time while they're getting paid healthy guarantees. And I think it's just, stop spending money on everything. Like, you're a homeless person. Live like you're a homeless person. Drink, you know, drink. On wine? Drink bum wine. Drink, I don't know. You Take know. a ride on the Night Train Express. <laughs> yeah, I mean, be, be a mad dog. I don't know, get wild. Be a mad dog. But yeah, you know, I mean, every once in a while you need a nice IPA to feel like a human being. But in general, drink cheap, eat cheap. You know, when you're really going insane, treat yourself. You know, like, there's both sides of it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, now, any advice for musicians just getting ready to perform their first international gig? Uh, there's so many good ones. Uh, you probably <laughs> want to sneak merch with you because it's really expensive to get printed over there. Flying into Germany is easy. Flying into Germany is easy. Apparently. Uh, for us, so far. <laughs> Don't try and sneak into the UK because that will not work. You might... It might work, but don't count on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, learn German. Yeah. I mean, no, actually, learn how to, ha learn how to say hello. I don't speak English, or I don't speak whatever country or inner language they speak. Um, and then ask to buy beer or sandwich. Learn how to say, hey, what's up, we're ramming speed, thanks for coming out tonight. You know, like, in, in every language you can. People appreciate that, that goes a long way. Also, they'll think you're ramming speed, and that's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, we're using driving speed, also what's that? Uh, I don't know. Tour. Play a show in a squat. Yeah, play squats. Be a punk rocker. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Some of the best shows we've ever played are in like German squats and Spanish squats and stuff. Shit Those that's are amazing. Like, dudes who just have there's like a, an empty building and they just take it over and like, oh no, this is our club now. Now we fought the cops for like a few years and now <laughs> the government subsidizes this whole thing. So the fridge here is full of beer that uh, it's just forever and yeah. free. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, you have a nationwide tour coming up from November 30th, December 31st. How long do you expect your set to be, and how are you going to be able to add any sort of special rarities into your set this time around as opposed to other tours? 
Um, I think our I think our tour our next tour is mid November, the end of November. For yeah. Sure. yeah, something like that. But uh, it's a, it's gonna be a 30 minute set, I'm sure. And I mean, we're gonna play probably mostly songs from the new record. We like to do one song from the first record, maybe one or two songs from uh, the split with ANS that we did on Tank Crimes. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about rarities because we're still, you know, a fairly young band, but I don't know. I'll tell you what, if people want to hear songs, they should go on Facebook and tell us, you know, because we haven't written a set yet. So it's, uh, who knows? It's all open. And um, any final words? But Fart. Uh, <laughs> butt fart. Schwanz is a good one. Oh, yeah. Scheiße Schwanz. You need to learn that one. I'm not going to tell you what it means, but Scheiße Schwanz. Any it's, hints? Nope. Uh, there's been Meth Valley from Boston. They're really good. They're going to blow up really huge. Um, what are some good songs from them? Because I've noticed you uh, name drop those guys a lot. <laughs> Done your research. Uh, I couldn't tell you a single one of their songs. What are some song titles? The... That's a good one. They got riffs for days. The Cleric. The Cleric's a good one. That's a good jam. I feel like there's a song about wizards. Yeah. I think most, most of their songs are about... Uh, they're being hate-filled through the lens of uh, heavy metal and wizardry. They got it. Maybe they, I'm making that up. They're right? gonna have some new jams out. I think the Dave is mixing a bunch of stuff now, so keep an ear out. Well, shout out Tank, check out Tank Crimes Records. This dude Scotty runs that. He's the best dude. Great label. Obviously, Prosthetic are doing awesome for us. Check out all their new releases. Uh, Ex Mortis just got signed. Those dudes are ripping. Uh, I don't have any like. I don't know. Going on tour with Toxic Holocaust and In Defense. Check those dudes out. Look, and, up the, uh, look up the picture of a sloth in a spacesuit on Google. It's good. That's about it. That's all I got. Covers all the bases. <laughs> Excellent. The that I think people should know. <laughs> this has been the WMSC interview of Ramming Speed wait, wait, by Nick Yeah. Yeah.